Welcome in. Good to have you today. The Bill Michael Show. We are on the air. Enjoying the day. The day after the uh, the Great White Death has come by, and uh, we're all good now. Um, he apparently, apparently, has emerged. Uh, at least that's what the report is. Um, I, you know, who knows? Uh, I, I don't know if he has or if he hasn't. I know that there's been people that have stated it. Um, but he apparently has emerged from whatever darkness there was. So good news there. Now we wait and see. But uh, Ben Kenny producing the program. Ben, didn't he emerge a day early? Two days early, Bill. I think it's right. Uh, the most slept on part of the story i have my own theories on this whole thing maybe we can get to later about Mm -hmm. all the free publicity that this place in oregon is getting but yeah it was supposed to be a four-day retreat apparently as was reported by pro football talk in espn it was a two-day retreat okay maybe he made up his mind a little early or he realized um, how much money he was wasting, and he could just go to his basement. Well, that's true. Yes, that's true, too. Um, I don't know. I, I was being asked about it today, and I'm like, uh, you got to be kidding me. I, I just... Uh, I maybe have, he, just, he started to go a little bit nuts. I, I don't know. I don't know. Bill, I do have for later as well some testimonials from people that have used this company in the past. Yeah. Yeah, what figure. is it equated to? Well, no, they just talked about their experiences. I thought we could maybe uh, shine a light on what a guy named Forrest had to say about oh, his geez. experience. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, uh, boy, I um, am <laughs> a guy named Forrest. I, look, I the bottom line to me is this, is... Um, I think that Aaron Rodgers is the decision. We always figured that this decision would be at some point like this week, you know, and that we would be discussing his either return or arrival or what have you uh, on this program. um, Probably next Tuesday after he, has talked to the Packers and goes on the Pat McAfee show and all that kind of stuff. That, that's kind of what we've thought. So I, I don't know what all to believe, what not to believe, but I look at it this way. I looked at Aaron Rodgers is, if indeed the reports are true, and he went in, he uh, did it a day less than he was supposed to do it. Um, who knows? Maybe saw crazy things or something and wanted to get out of it, but I don't know. But um it's it's a, just a ton of speculation at this point. I'm watching this morning on uh, on ESPN and on on Good Morning Football, and I'm even listening. I was out running around this morning listening to uh, National Sports Talk Radio, and they're talking about this. And it it just Ben, do you ever get to the point where I talk about the the swirl all the time, where the calm is inside the middle of the tornado, amidst, or in the middle of the hurricane, but the swirl the the swirl around it is nuts. I I've got to the point where this morning I just I was getting anxiety listening to all of this. You know, they're talking about 
all the different things Rodgers is doing, all the different things that's been said, and I keep going back to yesterday, and I keep thinking about what it is we talked about. I said, look, the bottom line is Gudikins felt they were making more than a one-year commitment to him. They wanted him to be all in. They want him to work out. They want him to, to get his body in shape and work with the young guys, come into the OTAs, come into the mini camps. Are you committed or not, yes or no? It's not about coming out of the darkness and figuring. The only thing he had to figure out is if he wanted to play football and wanted to commit. If he's not committed, then get rid of him. If he is committed, then they're probably all going to run it back together, and that's the bottom line. The rest of it is all semantics, conjecture, uh, the spin of spin of spin, and it's just it's giant. it's a giant pile of crap. That's just all it is. I, I I don't know how else to 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 make it sound like we're some deep intellect and deep thought on all of this. It's just we're talking about playing the position of quarterback for God's sakes. You know, nobody's gone into a cave or a retreat or in darkness and had to go meet the Dalai Lama and lay on beaches with a thousand hands feeling you up and all that kind of stuff and some kind of crazy ayahuasca colonoscopy and all this crap to play quarterback in the NFL. You act like you're some kind of freaking God coming off the mountain with a couple of tablets to tell the world what they need to do, Ten Commandments-wise. It's like, just shut up, open a playbook, you're either in or you're out. That's about where I'm at. Make sense? It does. I'm there, too. Yeah. I mean, something has to fill the time of national shows. No, no, I agree with that. And I get the reporting side because people are interested. Right. But in terms of what can we look at in terms of what's going on and project forward, I think it's absolutely nothing. Like when it happens, it'll happen, and then that'll be the result, and then we'll Mm -hmm. we'll go. Yep. But, no, I don't get anxiety about it. Um, I try to find the, the funny parts. You know, mm-hmm. like like the room itself that he was in and how the wording of the article today, Bill, said it was a room devoid of light, yet there was a light switch that you could turn on, which right. is a complete oxymoron. Correct. That's all. Correct. Not to mention, I think it could be a scam. <laughs> uh, a little bizarre. A little bizarre. 877-867-1670, You want to hit us up, feel free. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, just the, the whole thing is just getting getting stupid, getting kind of out of hand, I guess. And, and I look, I understand it because there's people they want to know. They want to know what's going on They and all of that. I, I understand it, but it's just it's one big ball of stupid at this point for lack of a better term. It just is. What if what if Aaron, after seeing this report and is unhappy with how the media is handling it, what if he goes back in the darkness despite them? Kind of um, like what Nick Wright said yesterday about he sees the Bob McGinn report and says, eh, you know what, I could take a little longer. I'll right? be back to you in March. Um... Then I would say trade him. Because you're holding the team hostage at this point. You know what I mean? You're just holding the team hostage. And you, you need to you need to figure all this stuff out. You really do. So if if he wants to come out and say, and you know, and by next week we're all sitting here saying, Oh, by the way, oh my goodness, you know, crazy. Aaron Rodgers needs to have more time to figure this out. Then it's just, you know what? Go go away. Just let's just trade him. Cuz it's not worth it anymore. 
It just isn't. There's, there's, I mean, what else? You know, what else do you need from this guy to, to you know, kind of figure out whether or not you need to play football or not? I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it, it, it's. This isn't rocket science. You know, this is what people with too much money and too much time on their hands go through. I get the whole you got to make a decision if you want to commit to the workouts, the offseason. I understand all of that. I, I'm completely on board. I get it. But this whole thing about whether or not he can or can't, has to commit, I got to go into dark. It, it, it's like, just stop. Stop already. You know, this is, first of all, this is not what normal people relate to. It just isn't. And secondly, if this is what you need to figure out your life, then just retire. Just retire already. You know, everybody pretty much knows what they want to do with their life. Everybody pretty much knows what their goals are. Everybody pretty much knows what their desire is, where their fire is, what their passions are, you know. And if I had all the money that I've ever needed in the world and I, I'm set for the rest of my life, or if you or anybody else listening to this program had every penny they've ever wanted and they, they knew for the remainder of their life they are set up, they're, they're set up, their children are set up, their grandchildren are set up, that nobody for the next couple of generations are going to have to work. And you're sitting there with a lot of time on your hands and your three fingers of scotch and you're looking out of your Malibu window and you're sitting there saying, do I want to go back and play in another year in the NFL? And if I do... Get your ass up, get to the beach, get to a gym, do something, start working on your legs, start working on your core, start working with your coach and saying, I want to get what they just had out there in Kansas City. I want to be a two-time champion. I'm a four-time MVP and a one-time champion, and I've got four other misses in getting to the Super Bowl. I got to get back. What do we need to do? Okay, money? Okay, let's restructure this deal. We got to get certain players. Can I go ahead and look at some of the film that guys are going to be drafted? Let me take a look at some of these guys. Here's some guys that are in the open market. I think this guy's pretty good. That guy's pretty good. Help your team help you. But the rest of it, I'm now getting frustrated to the point of this is just stupid. It's just stupid. It really is. 877-867-1670. Let's uh, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Greg. Greg, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm doing great. Oh, wow. You're just as frustrated as the rest of us. It's uh, it's like a soap opera every year. You know, we're dealing with this over and over again. And, you know, I was hoping maybe this darkness retreat, we come out and, like, see the light and realize that, you know, the world does not revolve around Aaron Rodgers. It actually revolves around the sun. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's time, it's time to move on, unfortunately. You know, uh, even if we restructure how many players can we bring in to complement what he needs? Um, yeah, the players that are there, they're, they're another year more experienced, but is that enough for a one-year deal with him? And, um, you know, in the end, maybe maybe it's just time to move on. Uh, again, I, I look at it as if he's willing to come back and he's ready to go after whatever it is and he's announcing it to the team today or tomorrow, I'm all in. Otherwise, just let him go. This is because it's just getting to the point where it's just getting stupid. But he's got to do the work in the offseason to better himself. He can't just say that I'm great and I need to be surrounded by other people. Uh, you, you've got to do the hard work. You've got to put the work in to, to be that great right. person that he's, he's capable of being. Yep. No, I completely agree with you. 100%. 100%. Appreciate the phone call. 877-867-1670. Again, 877-867-1670. 
Give us a shout. We would love to hear from you. 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Bud Light. They're the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Don't forget, uh, coming up, we are going to be doing uh, some really cool stuff out on the road. We're going to be doing some stuff with uh, our friends uh, from Bud Light in regards to some, uh, some charity events and some things that we have coming up. I can't announce it all right now. But I'm looking forward to it. I was talking uh, to a few people yesterday about some things we're going to have. And we got some good stuff coming up with some of our businesses that uh, do some of our uh, sponsorships for when we're out on the road, uh, such as our friends at Boondocks. They've got some things going on. We just did the one for Stoley's Hog Alley. Uh, we got a couple more on the docket coming up. Uh, Stenny's uh, is going to be adding a new location to Lake Country. We're going to be there hopefully in the fall. Uh, we got some on-site broadcasts coming up for opening day. So I'm looking forward to that. So all that kind of good stuff. All that kind of good stuff right around the bend. So soon we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back in the Bill Michaels Show. How are we looking? How are we looking? Good to have you on board today. And uh, we're halfway through the program. Coming out of the darkness has now happened, and we all know that. And uh, now joining us on the hotline, Andy Herman of the Packet A Podcast is here. Andy, how you doing? I'm doing great, Bill. Thanks so much for having me as always. Always appreciate it. Um, let me ask you first and foremost, what do you make of all of this? Because I, I said today when I heard, uh, you know, I, I heard, I hear the conjecture every day. There's a different story. Every day there's a different take every day. Either they can't stand Aaron Rodgers, They can't stand Aaron Rodgers, They want him back. They don't want him back. Are you about up to here with the fatigue that is Aaron Rodgers in the off season? A million percent. I feel like we're the ones in the darkness retreat and the darkness is knowing exactly what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Right. We are in the middle of no man's land. Like you said, every single day, there's a new report. One is going to be that Rodgers is coming back. And then the next day it's know that he's leaving. Now the Packers are disgusted with Rodgers. Now they're happy to have him back. Like it's just something new every day. And listen, like the fun, there's fun conversations to be had around it, right? If they trade him, what could they get in return? What team would he go to? Like there's certain things and conjecture that you can go over that. Like I said, it's some level of fun. That's what the off season is all about. But when you get into like having to break down which journalist is breaking which piece of news and what's the newest and latest on what people think are going to have happen, like there's just like you said, fatigue, exhaustion, whatever. And I think Packer fans of all fans should have, you know, thick skin to this stuff by now because we went through it with Brett Favre for how many years? And then this is really the third year in a row where it's been pretty aggressive with the Aaron Rodgers off and on again sort of um, saga. But uh, I, I just think you can see the fatigue in everyone. And I think everyone's just ready, whatever that decision is, back, not back, traded, retired, whatever it is, I think everyone's just sort of ready for it. What do you think happens? Uh, let me. I'm going to ask you your opinion on all of this before I give you mine. I Ask me today, and it's one thing, ask me tomorrow, and it's probably another. As I've said for the majority of the offseason, I think the easiest solution is probably the one that if I had to bet on something that I would probably bet on, and that's just that 
He's under contract. He's currently a member of the Green Bay Packers. And the easiest solution is probably that he's just back with the team. I could The, the one that I see is the least likely is him retiring. I can't imagine that all of a sudden we're going to hear this week that Aaron is retired. Nothing would completely shock me, but that would be by far and away the most surprising. And you could tell me that he got traded. And that certainly would not surprise me at all. But um, as much as I kind of go back and forth on it in my mind, if I had to bet on one today, I would probably say the easiest solution, which is probably him returning. I listened to Brian Gutekinds, and I I'd said yesterday that with everything that's gone on and everything that's been said, it's kind of like you got to stay in the middle of the tornado or the hurricane where you got to listen. And he said, we're not in this for one year. They didn't sign that contract for one year. They, they gave him a lot of money for three years. Uh, and they kept saying he gives them the best chance to win. Uh, they talked about Aaron making his decision. Uh, and we're reading into what wasn't said about wanting him back and everything. I just think that, it, you know, and he said also, we have expectations for our, you know, return on our investment. And in other words, get in here, get your work done, get your legs under you, work out harder this year, work with these young guys, get on the same page with the coach, and let's go. And that's what I, that's pretty much what I took away from the end of season press conference. Did you? It's interesting. I almost, in a way, took away the opposite. And what I've kind of gone back to, and and the one thing that I, I you know, kind of, kind of being uh, counterproductive to myself here and what I just said a moment earlier, but the one thing that I do come back to is when, it, you know, Brian Gutekinds got asked, obviously, in back-to-back -back press conferences, one, you know, right towards the end of the season, then one right after the end of the season. And it was telling to me that he used kind of the same canned statement. And it was like, you know, when he was asked about Aaron Jones, he's like, oh, of course, absolutely, we want Aaron Jones back. He was asked about David Bakhtiari, you know, the expectation is that David's going to be back. And two press conferences, when asked about Aaron Rodgers specifically, he's like, well, we want all of our guys back. And it just seemed like a very canned statement. And there's an old bit um, by Michael Che, the SNL, uh, you know, um, weekend update host, where, you know, he, he's basically like, well, if I... You know, if I tell my wife, well, I, if she asks me if, if I love her and he's like, well, I love all women. Well, you know, that doesn't always work. If, if right. you ask Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, do you want to back? Well, I want all my players back. You know, it doesn't have the same connotation to it. So um, that's the one thing I do kind of keep going back to with Brian Gutekind's press conferences is that he had a couple opportunities to say, absolutely, we want Aaron back. We're, you know, we, were, we would be thrilled if he came back this season. It was just more of a, a canned statement in both situations. And again, a, a juxtaposition to what he said about Aaron Jones and even David Bakhtiari. So again, this is the, the least fun aspect of it because we're trying to read between the lines and read the tea leaves, but that's the one that I kind of keep coming back to. If the Packers didn't expect more than one year out of it, why in the world would they have signed that contract? Yeah, it's a, it's a fair question. And that... Again, that swings it back in the other direction, right? I, I think when they signed that contract a year ago, I think they fully expected that this was going to be something where Aaron was going to retire a Packer and that they had, you know, probably two to three seasons with Aaron. Uh, you could look at it in another way and say, like, this, what the option bonuses, what they did is they left themselves an out to trade Aaron Rodgers if it did get to that situation. And I do think there is a difference between him coming off back-to-back -back MVP seasons and him coming off broken thumb or not broke or you know trouble with the ribs or not him coming off arguably the statistically worst starting season of his career so um i think things change in the nfl at a rapid pace and we've how many times do we see a coach sign uh, a new five-year deal and then he's fired in the offseason or a player sign a new contract and then ends up with a different team immediately uh, this stuff just unfortunately happens in the nfl but I think whatever happens, we're certainly going to go back to last offseason, look at that contract that he signed and say, all right, you know, probably mistakes were made in one way or another. 
I uh, well, let's get away from Rogers for a minute. What do you what do you like? What do you dislike about this team moving forward? Because I think we're all kind of thinking to ourselves, this team needs to first and foremost figure out its salary cap. Uh, there are some guys they can redo. But what do you like about this team? What do you not like about this team right now moving forward? I think some things that I like is, you know, you can look at this team and be like, oh, they're, you know, they're so far away from being able to compete at a high end level again, or, you know, things like that. I look at this team and I still see some extremely young, talented players on this roster where you you can look at the Chicago bears and be like, wow, the bears have all this salary cap space and they have all these draft picks, the number one overall pick coming up. And you could be, you you can look at it and say, yeah, that's great. But you know, they don't have a Jair Alexander. They don't have a Rashawn Gary. They don't have some, you know, Elton Jenkins. They don't have, some of these really talented young players that green Bay still has on their roster. And I think that is still a reason to be excited about this team moving forward. They have a lot of really interesting lottery tickets that some will pay off. Some will not, but your Quay Walkers, your Devante Wyatt's your Jordan loves uh, Samori Toure, Romeo Dobbs. The list is, is pretty extensive of some players that could be really, really good. Maybe some don't turn out, but I think they have a lot of intriguing young players on this team where I'm not so bullish on this team is I, I think this is a team that, is desperately in need of an identity, uh, especially on offense and on defense. On defense, this seems to want to be, from a Joe Barry standpoint, kind of a bend-but-don't-break conservative defense, not bring a lot of players, try to get home with four and cover on the back end, make sure you're not giving up explosive plays, tackle everything ahead of you. But they don't really have those guys. They don't have the you know high-end tacklers in the, ba- the, the defensive backfield that are making sure that those plays end up in five, six-yard plays rather than 20, 30-yard plays. And we don't see a level of violence. If you ask what this defense does well, it's not a violent attacking defense. It's not a ball hawking defense. It's not a pressure defense. It's not a blitzing defense. So, like, what is it that you do well? I think they need to figure that out. And same kind of thing on the offensive side of the ball. You know, they seem to be a mismatch offense, meaning they want to take advantage of whatever the defense is giving to them, which in theory is good, but you have to have something that you can lean on, something that you can always go to as your bread and butter that you do very, very well. I don't think Green Bay necessarily had that last year either going in, especially when they got into red zone situations. So I do think this team is desperately in need of an identity. And I think that's something, whoever is that quarterback that they're going to have to find this season. I, uh, I have said my priority would be a pass catching tight end, more depth in the defensive front. I agree with you on now, you know, you're going to have a healthy Devondre Campbell. You're hoping to get Rashawn Gary back uh, better numbers this year out of Preston Smith. You know, Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker certainly take a step up. What are you going to get in Stokes? Uh, Did Savage figure it out? Maybe things change in that sense, but I I still think pass-catching tight end, another wide receiver, a veteran wide receiver. I think your offensive line is relatively solidified, but I just, you know, do you, can you just run it back? I mean, you take a look at uh, like Lazard. They're talking about paying Lazard and Lazard for all intents and purposes thought he was gone. So is it wise to bring Lazard back? Is he the best of a bad lot, or is he just cheap? Yeah, I think the the Lazard thing is probably the similar conversation. If Green Bay goes to his agent, says, "Here's the number where you're, you know, where we're at. You go out in free agency. If you don't get your number, come back to us, and we'll be here." But he probably goes out in free agency and hits that number that he wants, right? Just based on the lack of wide receivers that are available this offseason. I think he probably ends up getting paid uh, significantly more by another team. But to answer your other question, and, and I'm with you. You mentioned pass catching tight end. You mentioned wide receiver, whether that's better. And uh, to me, it's just as simple as they need more playmakers on offense. But I love the Alan Lazards, the Mercedes Lewises, the guys that are doing the dirty work. And there is a place for those players un- unequivocally. You need to have some of those guys on your team. But at the end of the day, 
this is an NFL right now made up of playmakers. And if you don't have uh, you know, a handful of guys that can get the ball in their hands and make explosive plays, it's going to be really hard to put up points. We are seeing all these defenses play the version of the defense that we, you know, we kind of just explained, right? trying to play two safeties deep, trying to make sure that you're not getting these long explosive plays. You've got to just have guys where you can get the ball in their hands and they can make things happen. Bringing Aaron Jones back is a piece of that. Having Christian Watson in his second year is a piece of that. But pass catching tight end, just having a guy that can separate and get some actual yards after the catch at that position would be huge. A wide receiver that can work the middle of the field and, again, do something actually with it afterwards to pick up an additional 15, 20 yards. So you're not having to have these 17 play 85 yard touchdown drives that are just such a slog and make it so incredibly difficult to put up points in today's NFL. So I think if you can do that, all those things that we mentioned on defense, if all of a sudden your offense is putting up significant points again, and you've got, you know, a double digit lead that allows Joe Barry to be more aggressive on defense. It's really hard to play defense when the offense has everything available at their disposal when they can go run pass, play action, et cetera. It makes it tough. If all of a sudden Green Bay is playing from ahead because they have those you know playmakers on offense, I think we're going to start seeing the Eric Stokes, the Jair Alexanders, the Razul Douglases, those, that secondary group that is more meant for their coverage, all of a sudden can do their job a little bit more rather than having to do the physical, you know, eat your vitamins type of work. And I think they can be a little bit more successful if they get actually that, you know, those playmakers on offense. Um, talking with Andy Herman of the Packaday Podcast at Andy Herman NFL over on Twitter. Uh, I agree with you about all of that. And uh, the, the question I have when you talk about a pass catching tight end, what do you think of Tanya now that he's a year removed from his knee issues? It's an interesting question. If we go back to 2020, I think we saw a very impressive Robert Tunyon that could help any offense in the NFL. I remember 2021 in training camp. This was not just a me thing. This was a lot of people saying this. He was like the player of the 2021 training camp. He caught everything his way. He was getting separation. He was constantly in the middle of the field, catching everything from Aaron Rodgers. It was a very impressive offseason. And then, but remember, like prior to his ACL injury, even the start of the 2021 season, for whatever reason, that training camp performance did not carry over into the start of the regular season. And he was not anywhere near on pace for what he was doing in 2020. Then as the torn ACL, and then you could tell at the beginning of last year, he just wasn't quite himself coming off that torn ACL up until the end of last year, where you could kind of start seeing some of that athleticism and run after the catch come back a little bit for him. So I, I think this is an opportunity where, Listen, if you get him on a, a cheap prove it, you know, deal with some uh, potential incentives, you know, laden in that contract, I think that's something that could make sense for this team, especially if Aaron's back. Uh, but I also think that you're probably at a point right now where you're looking at a, an aging Mercedes Lewis, a Robert Tunyon that's coming off an ACL. And it's just probably a position where you just need a little bit more youth and explosiveness. And this is a pretty decent draft for those type of tight ends. And wouldn't shock me if in, in even like round two, Green Bay starts looking for a younger pass catching tight end. I, uh, I I would like to see that tight end position upgraded. I would like to see another weapon added, uh, but I also want to see uh, a veteran uh, of some ilk wide receiver-wise, and I'm not talking just somebody's retread. I'm talking get somebody yeah. that's, re- like you said, a playmaker that you know is bonafide that can help this team, and at the very least dictate coverage, which then would help Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and Samari Torrey and whoever else you get get open and be a much better player. That That's what I would – that's the only bigger free agent pickup I would love to see short of maybe if you're going to replace Adrian Amos at safety. 
Yeah, Mike Kosicki, Evan Ingram, a couple names that could potentially make some sense, yep. more pass-catching tight ends. And listen, again, one of the things that's tough to predict with this offseason and what direction Green Bay should go is, is who's that quarterback. But that's a position where if it's Aaron Rodgers, we know they need more playmakers because they're obviously going to try to contend for this, you know, to, at the highest of possible levels that they can this upcoming season if they're bringing Aaron back. If it's Jordan, the best friend for a young quarterback making his first starts is a tight end over the middle that can be your security blanket that you can go to when things break down when you have a you know Kansas City Chiefs game on the road where everyone's blitzing you like crazy just having that tight end who can box people out and just be as uh, like I said like a safety valve or security blanket that that is going to be so important for Jordan Love so no matter who's that quarterback a, a pass catching tight end makes a lot of sense for this team. Real quick before I let you go, uh, so we believe, I believe that Rodgers, I said all along, if Rodgers is committed, he's back. That if he wants to run it back, I think they're going to go ahead and do that. I think that's where things are going to lie. If he does not be, if he's not committed, and, and, and Andy, you tell me first before I let you go, do you think last year he put everything into his body and his legs and his core during the offseason? During the off season, no, I, I think Aaron um, is very confident what he can do with just kind of the way, the, you know, where he's at in his career right now. I don't think, I think if you're comparing, you know, 2010, 2011, 2012, Aaron Rodgers and what he did in the off season to what we saw this past season, my guess is it's, it's just probably not the same. Right. And I, and again, it's, it's tough to know that a million percent for sure. Uh, but I, yeah, I think that's probably, there's some level of truth probably to that. Okay, so that being said, so at the end of all of this, I've said all along, if I'm Goody, I sit down with him and I say, are you in? And I'm talking about working out, building the legs back up, core strength, working with the young guys, working with the coach. Like he said, we want this return on our investment, which I thought was a very interesting statement in his postseason presser to say something like that. To me, if he's all in, I'm bringing him back. If he even remotely hesitates, like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't want to be there for this. You know, the old let Cobby coach him up. Then I'm like, you know what? You're done. We'll talk to you later. We don't need this because if you're not going to be all in, you're not going to be committed, then what are we doing? If you're not committing to getting better, then you're not getting better, and we'll talk to you later. I assume that's what's going to happen, right? Yeah, I think the conversation is pretty simple, right? I think Aaron wants the Packers to be all in, and I think the Packers want him to be all in. And I think Brian Gudikins can say, listen, I'm willing to go out and get some guys, maybe a Mike Kosicki, maybe an Evan Ingram, whatever that is. I'm willing to go out and, and build this roster and, and borrow more from the future to build this team up to go all in, but I need the same commitment from you. And that, you know, I know that some of that stuff is voluntary, but we really need you here to be the leader of this team. And I think if, if both sides are that way, if, if Aaron says, yep, I'm all in if you're all in, and Brian says, I'm all in if you're all in, I think it's probably a fairly easy conversation, right? But if, like you said, if there's any inkling from either side that Green Bay is maybe waffling and saying, hey, we're just going to go grab a couple of the, you know, you know, bargain bin free agents like we normally do and build through the draft, Aaron might say, yeah, I have a better chance elsewhere. Some other team will go all in. And if Brian says, or if Aaron says, hey, you know, I'm just going to kind of do what I did last season and, and Green Bay is not a fan of that, then maybe they say they're going to go in a different direction. So I think both sides really need to be all in in this in this conversation when they have it. Andy, great stuff, man. I appreciate it. I could go on and on, but I know our time's short. Uh, take care. We'll talk to you soon when all this kind of transpires, okay? Can't wait. Thanks so much, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. That's Andy Herman of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Go to Andy Herman NFL, at Andy Herman NFL over there on Twitter. And uh, I agree with him. I agree with him. I, I, You're either all in or you're not. And if you're not, move on. And that's and I agree that if, if the Packers aren't all in at this point, then Aaron Rodgers probably looking at it as a, a maybe a one, two-year window, saying if you're not all in, you're not going to get us what we need. You know, I'll give you relief in the cap. I'll do what I can. I understand that. You know, we got we to gotta fix that first. 
And if Rodgers is not all in, then obviously Rodgers could say, you know, hey, I don't want to be here. I'll I'll give you some relief if you can get me out of here and move on. And maybe they maybe they make his decision. So we'll wait and see. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by my buddy Dwayne. Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All. Dot com. That is Dwayne's CoverItAll.com. And I tell you why, because he is Wisconsin's best, by far, best uh, canvas, upholstery, boat cover provider. Uh, if you have gym equipment, he can do it. If you have office equipment, he can do it. If you have an awning, uh, canvas awning or something out in front of your business, just give him the measurements. He can do that for you, too, and install it. It's, it's just such good quality craftsmanship. And people from all over, not just even in the state of Wisconsin, are coming to him for this unbelievable quality upholstery, boat cover provider, canvas upholstery, you name it. They can do it. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com, or just call him 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. Follow him on Facebook at Dwayne's Cover It All. At Cover It All as well right there uh, also because he it, it just does fantastic stuff. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.